Here at Siren Soapbox, we believe that if you wait until something is perfect to share it, then the world may never see it. This episode isn't our best work, but we sure are proud that we put ourselves out there. We are lifelong learners and explorers, and we lead by example. We want our early work to be proof of that. We've learned and grown so much over the last year, and if you're new here, we invite you to listen to our show starting with the most recent episode, then work your way back. are not alone because there is strength in sisterhood no one knows that better than annie becky jess lauren mary and tracy six lovely sirens who have been through the storms of life and help one another through the other side join them in this safe space to unwind with these uniquely minded women as they sound off on a different topic each week with some tips and tricks for everyday quandaries along the way they don't always agree, but they will always love each other. Now, let's dive into another amazing episode of the Siren Soapbox. Welcome to Siren Soapbox and welcome to 2021. We made it! Woohoo! <laughs> the Siren sincerely hope. All of our sides had a very happy and healthy holiday season. In tradition of the new year, new you, today we will be discussing the review of The Secret by Rhonda Bryn. Is it Bryn? Somebody help Burn? me out. Burn. I thought it was Bryn. Bryn. I think Rhonda. Rhonda Bryn. Thank you. The reason this fits into the New Year's tradition is because many of us use this time to focus on an area of our life to improve, be it lose weight, make money, career change, travel more, focus on family, whatever it is. The secret promises to give you the key to unlocking your hidden potential. From the introduction of the book, quote, as you learn the secret, you will come to know how you ha can have, be, or do anything you want. You will come to know who you really are. You will come to know true magnificence that awaits you in life. This episode is not sponsored in any way, and the opinions that you're about to hear are to be expressed are our own. We suggest that if you are curious about the secret, that you look into it or not. That's up to you. We're not going to tell you how to think <laughs> or what to do. Some of the sirens have read the book. Some of us have watched the documentary on Netflix based on the book, and some did both. Not sure if any of us uh, watched the fictional movie, The Secret Dare to Dream, based on the book, but we'll find out here shortly. This topic tends to be very spiritual, and they do mention God and also the universe in this book. So for that reason, some of us may be revealing tonight what our religious beliefs are. Uh, for those of you that have been with us since the beginning, way back in November 2020, you may have noticed in our bios that we left out religion and politics for future episodes. So they might be exposed tonight. If you're new to Siren Soapbox in our format, welcome. There are six of us. Each of us get two minutes on our soapbox to discuss the topic of the week. Then we'll open the floor for debate. If at any time it starts to get too intense, the safe word is... Mango! Mango. Now let's dive into this week's episode. First on her soapbox is Jessica. So I did not read the book. <laughs> I am a reader, but I typically read um, fiction, things that kind of take me out of my head, uh, 
kind of away from from life. Um, but uh, so I watched the movie on Netflix, um, the the secret dare to dream. Um, so it, it was entertaining. Uh, it was a good way to spend an evening. Um, but it, I feel like it probably just kind of summarized the book. So, um, that's kind of why I started. Cause I don't really know how, how much it really is going to be paralleled with the book, but, um, I enjoyed just the, the, the thought process behind surrounding yourself with positivity. Um, because the, one of the main characters just basically was always thinking negatively and, Oh, nothing good ever happens to me, things like that. And, um, it was really starting to affect her children as well. So I, as a manager of a department that has been heavily affected by negativity in 2020, I enjoyed that because it's something that I personally try to do is keep positivity up in my department. Um, and we do think of ourselves as a big family. So to me, it was, I liked it as far as just always keeping positivity and surrounding yourself with positivity because it does rub off. So that was my takeaway. So you watched the one with Katie Holmes? Yes. Okay. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm intrigued. It was fun. Oh, you were so not, close to your two minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. It Go. was not life changing, but it was fun. It was a good way to spend an evening. Okay. I'm up. I read the book and saw the Netflix documentary, not the one with Katie Holmes. Um, and I am a bit apprehensive about this topic. Uh, like TC was with the uh, sad episode. I know some of the sirens deeply connect with some of the thoughts that are, um, on there. So I'm going to try not to offend anybody, but I'm also going to be completely honest about how I feel about this book too. Uh, I want to start on the podcast. Positive note, I do subscribe to the fact that a positive outlook is 100% the difference between a good day and a bad day. Uh, days accumulate in weeks, months, boom, there you go, you got good life all of a sudden. Um, my takeaway from the book overall is that I, I detest the book. I found the style to be hokey. Uh, I found it also to be very repetitive. I kind of felt like the author wrote a 10 page paper on the topic and then the editors were like, Oh wait, this is great. Can you turn it into a book? Um, I didn't like how the author used some of the quotes, um, from famous people. Like they endorse her book and her methods. Uh, it's also kind of set up like it's supposed to give you a step-by-step -step process and I'm left wanting more. I'm confused. It's not a very systematic process. It seems very me focused and materialistic focused. Uh, not a lot about doing for others other than um, if you think negative thoughts about others, it's going to come back onto you. Still very you focused and me focused. Uh, I don't think that this is what life should be all about. I also feel that very strongly that the book is damaging in some of its ideologies and the fact that it is the victim blaming. They say that if something bad happened to you, your frequency caused it. I also feel that it promotes laziness. Uh, if I just think of it, it's going to happen. That's not real life. Maybe positive thinking will get your head in the right space to take the steps that you need to achieve your goals, but that's not what it's portrayed. Um, what's portrayed is that if you imagine your bills to be checks instead of things to pay off, then 
then you're going to have money coming in, or you can just think yourself thin. Um, it's a lot of the do what feels good now, um, do whatever you want type of attitude I don't agree with. Page 183, quote, none of it can exist without you. And if I leave tomorrow, the world's still going to keep turning just like it did before I existed. And my two minutes are up. <laughs> On to Mary. All right, Elsie. Thank you. That was so freaking passionate. I loved it. All right. Timer starts now. <laughs> so... I am going to start by saying I am not finished with the book. I will be finished with it before tonight or before I go to bed tonight. It, it's a very easy read. Um, it's about the law of attraction and uh, Rhonda Byrne and several people who um, are she credits to, she credits for helping her write this book um, say that the law of attraction is as real as the law of gravity. This, the skeptic in me wants to know how that's been proven or disproven because the scientific method is about trying to disprove something, right? Um, so I spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I know that my mom's going to listen to this, and she's not going to love this, but she's a very negative person. I just had this conversation with her uh, two weeks ago. She's so negative and there's, she doesn't have much good to report back on in her life. And I think that a lot of it is her own undoing. And I thought that for years, even before I picked this book up, um, a few weeks ago, I started the I am journal maybe a month ago. I don't know. Like the very first couple of days that I wrote in this thing, I found myself in a position where I need to pay my life insurance bill and I didn't have the money for it. I checked my mail and I got a check in the mail from a settlement from the Volkswagen settlement. It was like, a, hey, we're catching up. Here's an extra however much money it was. It was like enough to cover the life insurance bill. And I bought McKenzie pizza for dinner or something. So my my takeaway on all of this is regardless if this law is you know, as real as the law of gravity, I choose to think happy thoughts because why not? If there's a chance that thinking negative thoughts can bring negative things in my life, then I choose to be positive. And I want my life to continue to be positive and progressive. So I think that it was a, it was a good reinforcement of that thought for me. And now it's Tracy. I wish I was as organized and prepared as Elsie was. I'm not. But um, I will tell you that not too long ago, I said to Dino, you don't want to learn more about manifestation. And the next day, I went to a bookstore, and there were two copies of The Secret sitting there, and I didn't know what it was about. It's the only book that I actually picked up in the bookstore, and it's the hard copy version. And I don't usually buy paper books. I mean, I don't books made of paper. Like I read on my Kindle app. And so I picked it up and it just felt good in my hands. I didn't buy it. About a week later, my tortoise died and I decided to do something nice for myself. And the first thing that came to my mind was that book. And so I contacted Dean and I said, hey, I called this bookstore. I bought a book. Is there any chance you can pick it up? And so I had it in my hands that night and um, I didn't know it was about manifestation even still. And so then I started reading the book 
And then I put it down and I looked at him and I said, you remember when I told you I wanted a book, I wanted to learn more about manifestation. And he said, yeah, I'm like, that's what this book is about. And so that was just another cool moment. Uh, I mean, I can name so many times in my life. I used to always tell people, because I've always felt that I was a very lucky person. And I used to say, I don't know if I'm a lucky, if I'm so happy because I'm lucky or if I'm lucky because I'm happy. I don't know which comes first, but it's always been a choice. Like, um, like Mer said, I choose it. I choose to be happy and I choose to think happy thoughts. And there are a lot of experiences in my life where that's been a difficult thing to do, but I've always done it. Um, there was a time that I decided to move from downtown Cincinnati and I wasn't sure I loved living there, but it was just time to move because I like to move. And I said, I put on Facebook, I want to live in Mainstross, not like near Mainstross or two blocks away from Mainstross, but I want to live in the heart of Mainstross. And every Monday I used to go to DeFelice with some friends. And that next day was Monday and we went to DeFelice and in this, in the window of that restaurant was a sign that their apartment on the third floor was available. And so it was out of my price range. I couldn't afford it, but I knew that it was meant to be my apartment. And so I contacted someone said, Hey, do you want to be my roommate? And he said, yes. And within a week I was living in Mainstrass. I, I don't know. I, there were parts of the book that I had that, that even I struggled with, even though this is something that I have always believed in, in my soul, that this is how life works, that you can control it, that the brain is way more powerful than we give it credit for, that we use such a small percentage of the brain and what could happen if we used a, a larger percent. Um, I've always believed that. And so that's what led me to want to learn more about manifestation. And after saying that, this book fell into my hands. So that's how I feel about it. Next up is Becky. Annie. No. Annie. It's Annie. Annie. And Annie was like, uh, no, it is oh, me no. now. My <laughs> all waiting with bated breath. I kind of want to pause for a minute before we give Annie her two minutes because I want to get one more cocktail for this for this rant. <laughs> I have no. Oh, oh can we please take no. a thirty-second hiatus? Just I'll yes. be right back. Ooh. I know this a drink too, but I am taking a note out of Tracy Cole's book because I think I drank an entire bottle of sake and your blue parrot night <laughs> perhaps we should pace ourselves especially when we go last yes, yes. there's like my new, <laughs> my new Ooh. Ooh. wait i didn't see i didn't see oh uh oh hold on i went away from the whole thing courtney got this for me for christmas and it holds Aww. slim cans Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So I can put my, my strong bows and my trulies in it. Nice. And it's mermaid colors. So, and it's holographic. <laughs> it's perfect. It's just perfect <laughs> in every way. Okay. All right. You guys ready? Four is yours. 
All right, I hated this book. The moment I started reading it, all I could think is they are trying to sell me something. Because there is, there's nothing novel. There's nothing new in this. Like, all of this, a lot of it's actually scientifically proven, not the things they say are scientifically proven. But if you're grateful, if you have a good attitude, you can feel better, you do better. If you, you know, if you have that positive attitude to go take that shot, you're going to take it. You're so much more likely to get it than if you're negative about it, because then you'll never take your shot. So things, better things come to you if you're positive. That's not some secret that's been kept from you. So it's these people rebranding it to try to sell it to you. I kept asking myself, what are they selling? Because that is not obvious in the book, other than, okay, they've probably written some other books. Um, I know she has a product line. Um, A lot of the other people are speakers. They're like corporate mentors. Um, They have courses. They have mentorship programs as well. They all are selling you something. My favorite of which is the Holosync. It is an audio track that helps you, and this is the product description, meditate eight times faster than a Zen monk. If you are trying to meditate faster, you do not know what meditation is. (laughs) Um, And that is done by Bill Harris, which he died of cancer recently, which I think is horrible. But this book would tell you that maybe he shouldn't have thought about cancer. And talking about the other horrible implications that this book has, here is my challenge to you. I will totally buy into all of this if we go to a kid's cancer unit and explain to all of the children why they shouldn't have thought about cancer and their parents. Because, you know, they probably caused it, according to this book. I am not saying that happened. But if you guys want to go do that, 100% will buy in. Also, the other horrible implication is that the universe... Or God, which I love how they throw in at the end, like, ooh, don't want to get the religious folk fall angry. We'll just throw it could be God in there just at the end. The universe, though, which could be God, is just a blundering idiot, according to this. Because the universe is like, they said a car wreck. Oh, I'll give them one. Oh, they thought about this horrible thing. Oh, I'll give them one. But somehow, if you just think this horrible thing, the universe, who is all-powerful and created all of us and is part of all of us, just has no idea what we're thinking. That as soon as we worry, it's just going to give us that anyway. And the most annoying thing I found about all of this is that they just use science as a thing. Like, science tells us this random thing that I just made up. You can't just use science, or I love how they'll throw in quantum physics. Like, quantum physics tells us this thing that's completely unrelated to quantum physics. No, it doesn't. Um, But you can't just, like, say, oh, well, this is a scientific thing, thus it proves my thing. And to prove to you that, science tells us that someone somewhere in all of a population has the worst smelling farts, if we could quantify how bad a fart smells. Therefore, Rhonda Byrne has the worst smelling farts in the history of mankind. Science says it. (laughs) <laughs> wow. that's how much this book pissed me off wow Annie I love that you are fabulous. so passionate I about love this. that you're all smiling though because I was worried about that but I don't think Tracy you're on mute so we can't hear you laughing but <laughs> I, I because my dog is coughing oh poor coffee dog I I don't know how we could ever not love you for your opinions <laughs> Especially when you're so passionate about it. <laughs> I just Especially when it. the author has rank farts now. Uh, 
She does, according to scientifically science. proven, the worst smelling science. <laughs> All right, uh, Becky, That's you're me. last Over on your Becky. soapbox. Wow, this uh, you get to follow that follow. You um, follow quantum farts. I don't know how you follow <laughs> quantum farts, but I will do out. my best. So this brings to mind, do you guys ever send a cute picture to somebody and they don't quite understand it the way you meant it to be, which was just, it's funny. And then they go digging through the comments and reading all the comments. And then they like go down the rabbit hole and trying to figure out what you meant by the funny cat picture you sent them. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel like with this book. I didn't read all the comments and kind of took it for what surface value. So when I read the book, I didn't watch the movies. I read the book. And as Mer said, I can relate to all of you. And that's what's so perfect about this. Even if we disagree, I still agree with at least part of what all of you have said. Um, I found it motivating. I found it positive. I found it uplifting and here is why um I took a lot of this because it is parallel to a lot of what I've been working with with my therapist you know the power of positive thinking now regardless about manifesting wealth in good things not thinking dying children in cancer unit are manifesting their own illness but thinking hey I'm not unhappy I can't do everything it's it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you are being mindful of your own thoughts and your own actions in your own self by expressing gratitude by being aware of what your thoughts are and being mindful of expressing the gratitude for what you have in your life by filling yourself up and focusing on yourself, self-care was in there. Self-care and gratitude were the two big points that I took out of that. Um, and practicing positive thinking, focusing on the positives as opposed to the negatives. Those are the things that really spoke to me about the book. And that is a point that I, to quote, many of us are taught to put ourselves last. And as a consequence, we are attracted feelings of being unworthy and undeserving. As those feelings lodge within us, we continue to attract more life situations that have us feeling more unworthy and not enough. You must change that thinking. Unless you fill yourself up first, you have nothing to give anybody. Therefore, it is imperative to tend you first. And this is kind of my theme for this year. I am a giver. I am a people pleaser. I am a caretaker. I love that. But it is taken advantage of by so many people who are unwilling, uh, unwilling to, to return and reciprocate that gift. And so for me, this is, this is exactly what I have been in therapy for, is to redirect my focus, my energy on positive thoughts, self-love, and being grateful and expressing gratitude so that I can get back to having enough energy and enough life left that I can get back to doing what makes me happy, which is being a giver and being 
able to give back to the people that I love and to those around me. And that comes back tenfold. So that's what I took from the book. See, I agree with what Mary and Tracy and Becky, what you said with the positive thinking. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree with that. Some of the things in this book. Okay. My first, what the fuck moment. Page 59. Yo, wait, pause. Elsie said it first. I did. <laughs> oh, oh. I get the prize. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck moments do you have earmarked? Oh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> this, this is, we're talking about science here. Annie said it. They brought up quantum physics and all this science right here. Page 59, food cannot cause you to put on weight unless you think it can. I'm sorry, that is not how calories work. I read that, and I see what you're saying, but here's the thing. This is, I think this is what they're getting at. In, this, in my opinion, what they're saying to you is your relationship with food is what's making you fat, not the food itself. That's how I, that's how I interpreted it. Page 62, the end of the story about my own weight is I now maintain my perfect weight of 116 pounds and I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. So focus on your perfect weight. So here's the thing, though, Elsie. Is she telling herself that she wants to eat Twinkies and chocolate chip cookies? We need more. We need more information before we can say that, you know, I can eat anything implies can. That you can eat junk food all the time well no she said she can eat anything she wants she didn't say she could eat anything she wants in any quantity she wants at any time she wants but i will guarantee you that if she wants a twinkie she's gonna eat the twinkie like annie I, you're a thin person and i don't know if that's on purpose or if that's your genetics but i imagine that you don't deprive yourself of anything you want to eat or drink that's my guess I try to eat very healthy. Um, I'm not always successful at that. Um, But I do, honestly, I do watch what I eat. But if you want something, you're going to eat it, right? Like, would you say, I eat what I want? Pretty much. Okay. But normally, I, I like very healthy foods. Maybe she does too. She's not saying I eat what I, she's not saying I hate broccoli, but I eat it. She's saying I eat what I want and I maintain 114 pounds. But selling that as a philosophy. I get that point. I understand that point, but I do think that there are some people that just need to hear that you need to stop fucking thinking about all of the negative bullshit that's in your life. It's true. It's true. I'm with Mer on this. And the thing is that. Um, my weight has gone up and down through the ages, and right now I'm at a pretty healthy weight. When Dean and I go on vacation, we literally eat whatever we want. And then we come back um, from that vacation and, and we start eating, um, you know, like I might not eat a Christmas cookie every time the urge comes, but last week I did. I ate Christmas cookies with coffee in the morning. I ate literally whatever I wanted and I am at a good weight because I don't always want to eat Christmas cookies every day. Right. My desire for what I'm eating and how it affects my body has changed. So I do eat whatever I want, 
the particular diet that I tend to follow right now, I mean, wings are on that diet. And I, I chose my eating habits based on what I like to eat. And I can eat whatever I want. Um, but my relationship with food has changed. I, I am thought, on. Sorry. No, go ahead, Elsie. I am on about a hundred pound roller coaster with my weight. I'll go up, I'll go down, I'll go up, I'll go down. COVID hit. I didn't think about food. I didn't manifest those calories and I gained an easy 30 pounds. It's not until I cut out alcohol and count my calories and I'm running every day that I can actually lose weight. I can try and just cut out calories and not exercise and it does nothing for me. I've gone to doctors. There are people that actually have legitimate problems where they cannot lose weight and maybe Rhonda is going to tell me that they're, you know, not thinking positive, healthy thoughts. But I think they are being negative when they say, if you see people who are overweight, do not observe them. But immediately switch your mind to the picture of you and your perfect body and feel it. So we're going to not acknowledge people that are overweight. They said something similar about people with wrinkles. The only reason why you um, our aging is because you've seen people who are old and you've adapted that and you think in your mind, well, that's what I'm going to look like. And that's why I'm going to grow old. I didn't get to that part in the book yet <laughs> about the wrinkles and the aging, but the, um, Oh gosh, what was it yeah. that you said on page 62? Not, not paying attention to a fat person because oh yeah I think that's bullshit that's I mean bullshit too. that feels like shunning to me yeah in I mean, that in that, in that description <laughs> and um it, that felt I will say that there are <laughs> things like that throughout the the first portion of the book that I read that make me kind of raise an eyebrow like the scientifically proven thing I just don't know how the law of attraction, other than like legit magnets, like a magnet. Oh, I have a problem with this. I have such yes. a problem with this. I'm sorry. Magnets. Oh, because it's opposites, right? Oh, yes. All positive I and negative. Know. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah, that pissed yeah. me off so much. I'm like, mm -hmm. magnets prove the opposite. Thank you, Annie. <laughs> yeah, I did have, I did have a, I did take issue with that. But you can't I just say gravity exists, so this law I just made up is true. <laughs> well, she didn't make up the law of attraction, though. I mean, like people, scientists have they have been talking about that for years and years and years, right? Ooh, so this isn't new. This scientists know people that want to sell you things. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the positive thinking, bringing good things your way, not in like a sending it out to the universe and getting it back kind of way, but just a it leads your life. If you, you're, you're like, I, I did a management seminar that was great. And it talks about absolute positive thinking because you, wherever you're looking. So what you're thinking about is where you're going. So if you're thinking positively, you're heading towards positive things, right? This isn't some like secret. It's it, that's proven. Yeah. The other issue I have with it is that they capitalized the T and S in the secret. <laughs> that was interesting um but i but i still do like believe the core um things that she's explaining in the book like the um 
the ask, believe, and receive, I do think there's something to that. I, I'm not saying that some kid in a cancer ward asks to have cancer, Annie. And no, you're right. I will not participate in that exercise because <laughs> that's fucking crazy. But that is the um, implication of this as a philosophy. Like, I'm fine with it as a thought process of being positive. But if you take this as a life philosophy of how things work, then you are saying that those children thought about cancer too much. And that's and where... That's exactly what they said in the book. That and you're victim blaming, too. Because in here, hold on. I have that quote, too. Yeah, the victim blaming that LC brought up is perfect. Like, if something bad happened to you, it was your fault. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I can think of some negative situations in my life that I have totally caused. Most of the negative things in my life I have caused. Now, I say most... Um, I have not ever been raped, but I imagine that if if I were, I would fight tooth and nail to tell you that I didn't cause that. You know, that's not, that's not something I caused. I have had other, um, experiences where I would say I did not cause that. I, I was a victim, but I don't know that that's because I brought something on. I think that I was truly a victim. Well, and you can absolutely bring bad things on yourself, not in a manifest way, but by bad decisions. And we all make them and they happen. I think some, not- some things happen because your parents are making bad decisions. Some things happen because some dude somewhere decided that they could just bury this you know, can full of nuclear waste in the ground somewhere. And now fish have three eyes, like in the Simpsons. I mean, there's a cause and an effect, right? You may not always see immediately the cause, but there is a cause. There's a cause somewhere. Are you guys familiar with self-fulfilling prophecies? Okay. So I do think that that did come to mind a lot when I was reading this. So, I mean, that does, definitely have implications it's like in school okay you're studying for a test or you have a major test coming up I need to study for it but I'm going to fail it and you have it in your head already that you're going to fail it so consciously or subconsciously you are making decisions your behavior reflects your belief that you're going to fail the test you're not studying you're not going to bed early before the test you get there late you are setting yourself up for failure But on the reverse, I'm going to ace this. I've got this. I know I have this. I can do this. On the reverse, you have that positive goal in mind. You aren't concerned with the what, where, how, and why, and whether or not you want to consider this a spiritual, a philosophical, a psychological, a metaphysical. It's still, you have that, I am getting from A to B. I am determined. I am going to go. It does not matter the mechanisms I get there. I'm going to do that. And when you have that kind of mentality, and I think that's kind of applicable to what they're trying to say at a very, very dumbed down level so that the mass populations can mark it too. Um, Yeah, I don't think Annie's wrong in that. They, I think that yeah. there, there is a sales pitch. There is definitely is a sales all pitch. all a sales pitch. But, I mean, you are more open and more aware when you are focused on a, on a goal that you are determined to meet 
you are more open consciously and subconsciously to chance encounters, situations that you would not otherwise recognize as getting you closer to your goal. Right. It's like, yes, man. Did anybody watch it? <laughs> no. No, but oh, can we can we list about that one too? Can we pause for a minute right here before we talk about Yes Man? Because I had to go. I, Mark and I walked up to the Seven Eleven on um, Saturday night. We were at his sister's house, and Kenzie started sneezing. Everybody had been drinking all day, and she just needed some Benadryl. Lisa didn't have any in her house, so Mark and I walked up to the Seven uh, Eleven and grabbed some Benadryl and some extra cans of beer, <laughs> and at the checkout, they had a rack full of like discounted movies. And one of them was, it was a double feature. It was Yes Man and something else. And I fucking bought that movie. It was $4.99. And I was like, oh, I'm buying that. So I have Benadryl and Yes Man at the 7-Eleven. And my total came up to like nine something. And Mark looked at me and I looked at him and smiled. We just started laughing at each other. And I was like, it's Tracy's favorite movie. I got to buy it. It manifested. <laughs> it manifested for you. So I oh. have it. We haven't watched it together yet. And I love how TC manifested manifestation <laughs> with the book. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm so Tracy, what about Yes Man? What were you going to say about Yes Man? Um, I'm sorry, I totally ruined it. No, I don't know. It doesn't even really matter. And watch it. and Yeah, and I, then we'll report know. back on that. I do think, I do think that the way you the way you live your life attracts if you live the life your life the way you want it to be then it attracts that i completely believe that and yeah. i guess there may be some sales pitches in this book but if you if it challenges you if it if if you and maybe not every you out of the six of us but if it challenges someone and someone gets something positive out of it, doesn't matter if it's a sales pitch. I mean, I, I watch the Super Bowl in the best part of the commercials. Like, I don't know that it means it's evil just because there are sales pitches buried in there. Yeah, I, I don't feel like it's an evil book. I feel like, I mean, the whole book is, a, I mean, she wrote this book so that not, I mean, her underlying um, goal was to make money. It wasn't just to share this information with people, but she, she was, was like, I think I can, well. exactly. She was like, I think I can profit on explaining to people how the law of attraction works. And I don't think it's scientifically, scientifically. I think it's a way to digest the information that's known about, you know, being positive, being grateful, all of that. I just think there are a lot of people profiting off of this. And if you go look up, um, oh, what was it? The Hollow Sink. There's some other guys doing a cult-ish looking mentorship program re revolving around this. So I think there is some not good intentions there where they are manifesting wealth for themselves by having people believe this. And that's where I have issues with a life philosophy that comes with a marketing scheme. Yeah, I haven't dug that deep into it. I have not either. Yeah, I for just, me, yeah. I'm just like reading the words and like um, Becky said, she found it motivating and positive. But that's kind of how my, was kind of my takeaway. Like I, I, I didn't dig, I don't know, I didn't 
go down any weird rabbit holes. I just, I just called I've it. I just this... called your research weird rabbit holes, and I'm sorry. That's not I what I've... I meant. <laughs> so I've gotten this information, like the the gratitude and all of that, in different ways. I did like right. a the science of happiness course um, last good. fall, um, and stuff kind of like that, where you learn the things and it's presented in a way where it is, you know, this is the scientific fact. This is where we can see these are the studies that have been done in a really factual way. Yeah. And seeing that kind of information and then this just seems so derivative and concerning. I think but I because... Don't, I don't think they're the same because I've taken a Science of Happiness course as well. And I read almost exclusively about happiness. Um, and I, I think there is a lot of science surrounding happiness. It's mostly, it's mostly, I'll say largely, it's largely a chemical reaction in your body. And if you learn how to get that chemical reaction to take place, um, I, I think the biggest challenge in happiness is getting that chemical reaction started. But I think this, for me, this book is not necessarily written for people who understand the science behind happiness. It's written for the masses who don't understand that. And so it is paired, it's paired way down mm -hmm. and it's trying to help people understand, yes, you are in control. You're in control of your thoughts and your thoughts create your world. And, and that's what I totally believe that. And I think that's where the book is coming from, that you're in control of your thoughts and your thoughts create and guide and control your world and getting people who don't understand the science of happiness to understand that is a little different than i think if they had just pared it down i'd be fine with that um i think they pared it down and then coupled it with a larger i'm gonna keep saying philosophy but it really is what it is of like how the universe works versus a if you think positively this is the way that you're going and I think some of it, too, is then, I don't know if you guys have been reading up about confirmation bias, but that's one of the things that's really causing a lot of um, uh, the two-sidedness, especially like our political system is a great one, because we get confirmation bias. You think something's going to happen, or you believe in something, and you see things that support that, and it just strengthens your belief to the point that you won't look at anything that's the opposite. It's like buying um, a Mazda Protégé and then seeing all the Mod Mazda Protégés on the road. Yeah, suddenly you notice all of them. So, yeah. Um, but I think it's some of that, too. Um, and if that was all of that it was, is, hey, I'm thinking more positively. So, you know, positive things are happening. And that's great. Versus, you know, there is this big secret that no one's told you that you need to continue buying into. And you saw it because something good happened to you. Yeah, but if, if reading this book helps somebody understand that they can, the good things in their life are happening, they just need to recognize it. And maybe this is the push that somebody needed to, to see those things. I also think it is a big secret. I, yeah, I, I, I agree is. that not everybody knows it. My, I will tell you that my... And my, my mom's going to be mad when she hears this, and I don't, I don't know that I care, but she has – I, I can't think of – the woman just doesn't have positive thoughts. We were raised in such a negative household, and 
she has nothing. I mean, I, I could find a million things in her life to be happy about, but she can't find any. And she sits in a chair and she has actually told me that she's just kind of waiting to die. And unless she changes her mind about that, that's exactly what's going to happen. And yes, Annie, she is, she does have the heart disease and she does have the diabetes and she does have the, the foot problems and she can't see and she's got all this shit going on with her because this is what she's done to herself. She could totally change her mind about that. And it's, it's almost like that, that snowball effect. It's, it's not that she necessarily in as clear cut away as the book describes manifested diabetes inside of her body, but she gave up and she sat in a chair and she ate ho-hos and she, for whatever reason, I'm making this part up, but there is a lot to be said for how you believe affects how you live and then how you live affects how you feel and how you feel affects how you believe and it just keeps going in a circle. It's a cycle. And for people who are stuck in that circle, this is a secret. They don't know that they can think themselves out of it. And in large part, a lot of the things that are the big problems in your life, you totally can think yourself out of. And for people who don't get it, that's a big secret. I, I have them in my life too. I could name them. Um, they they just don't realize how in control of their life situation they really are. Right. And I think that's who the book is written for. It's not written for Dr. Annie necessarily. It's written for the people who don't get it. We're not arguing that. I don't don't think that the people that are arguing this book are arguing those facts of the book. Yes, gratitude, positive thinking, that is all great. The things that I have a problem with are their fundamental beliefs of if I just think about a parking spot, it's going to be there. And I think that kind of, (laughs) I would tell you, I laugh because Mark does it every fucking time he goes into a parking lot. Yeah, how do you know it's not true, Elsie? He's like, I'm going to, Mark says, I'm going to park up front. And he does every fucking time, Elsie. Maybe it's coincidence, but he fucking knows that he is going to get what he calls his lazy spot everywhere he goes. My ex-husband did the same thing. He said, watch this. I'm going to get a parking spot up front because I always do. And I swear to you, he always did. It just happened. I know that it seems it bizarre, is but... contradictory because if there is a time that you don't get that parking spot, oh, now all of a sudden it doesn't work. What did I, is my frequency off? And then I'm not going to be thankful for the, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be thankful for the parking spot that I did get. Or yeah, I think that, I think that would be a choice. If you're, if, if you are, according to the book, if you are, I'm going to get that parking spot up front, then it's going to happen. If you're doubting, if you're like, oh my God, maybe it's not going to happen this time. It's probably not going to happen. But Or it's confirmation time, bias when it happens. Maybe. But you should always be grateful that you had a car to drive into a parking spot. And we're not arguing <laughs> that's, that. But that's yeah. where it fails. That is where it fails because it, it sets you up for just... It's just not good. And I think at the end, they kind of, so it's a lot of 
gratitude and absolutely like if that's the push you needed go for it that's awesome i hope people do get some good out of that but they go into the larger philosophy at the end which is where i really started having problems with like the you are the universe you are one and you are the one so you are perfect because the one is perfect which let me tell you white women do not need to hear that no okay <laughs> we need self-reflection that's I agree that I haven't privileged that white women um, <laughs> don't need any more confirmation of our privilege. That was but like my whole like, no, don't tell them that. <laughs> It'll get worse. But it's I so think every black I... woman and every Hispanic woman and every whatever woman should know that, yes, they are the center of their world. I mean, it's I, a I have, I have to tell you. Self-reflection is so important. <laughs> It's kind of ironic, but I do think that this book is all about self-reflection in reality. Also, I live on an island where I am the minority. As there it is! Ah! <laughs> I know, I had to get that in there. I, I am, as a white woman, I am the minority. And so even, even just making that blanket statement that white women don't need to think that they are wonderful... They do. No, they no. Do. They should Every absolutely think they're wonderful. They should never think they're perfect. We should never think we're perfect because that means there's no reason to self-reflect. There's no reason to get better. No, we I'll have flaws. We should always I be trying to be better. I don't better. think that means the same thing. And I don't either. Be perfect right now, and you can still improve. I think. Yeah. I think right now, if I tell you I am perfect, just like today when we were talking about what are we going to manifest, and I'm like. I don't want anything. I have everything I want. I have it right now. But is it the same stuff I'm going to want in a week? I don't know the answer to that. And maybe I consider that I'm perfect right now. But if I am the same that I am right now in a month, then I'm not perfect. I'm less than perfect. I, I think you can be perfect and still constantly strive to be better, to maintain that. I What's agree. your motivation? I don't think it has anything to, to do with the color of your skin. What? I agree. No, I'm just thinking that's the general audience here. The general audience here, I think, is white women. It just—it's—it's it's like yoga. It just seems like that's the target. That's why I said white women. It's really anybody. No one should think they're perfect. Yeah, nobody but, on this planet is perfect. We are all flawed. And oh, if you perfectly think you're perfect flawed right now, why why try and strive to be better in a month? Because, because there's a different version of you in one month that's better. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't, how do you how get define perfect? I don't think perfection equals inaction. I yes. think that being perfect, like the perfect version of me is somebody who wants to learn more and who wants to grow. It is I, constantly growing. And if exactly. you stop, you're no longer perfect. Exactly. But you can't be non-perfect because... You are the one. No, yeah, but according I, to the book. Yeah. So I, looking I, back, especially looking back at yourself and saying, I wasn't who I wanted to be back then because I didn't think positively and I didn't do those things. So I want to be better. And to me saying, no, you're fine. You're perfect. Money's going to come your way and then you're going to be happy. Just like that throws me off of, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think want, that. I don't think that perfect is an, is it like a stagnant state? Yeah, I think I agree. I think perfect means it's you're fluid. continually learning and growing. I don't think it's stagnant. But yeah. that thing talking about the material 
um, Dean watched the documentary with me. And while he agreed with much of it, the problem he had with it is much of their focus seemed to be on material things, which I agree with. It does. Yes. It's on material things. There's a documentary about happiness where they talk about the ideal salary is somewhere in the neighborhood of $75,000. That if you're under that, you're, you're maybe not meeting all of your basic needs. If you're over that, uh, of course, that's subjective to where you live. It costs more to live in different areas, but it, right. it, look at an average. If you're making more than that, then you have more than you need, which brings upon you different types of stress. And so I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Money, more problems. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So the materialistic thing was a challenge for me as well. I agree. Yeah, I I do agree with that as well. It did feel very, um, what I have and what I hold in my hand helps me dictate my happiness. That's where it's kind of contradictory. What? That's where it's kind of contradictory because you're supposed to manifest these things in your life, but it also says you're supposed to be grateful. So how can you have both? So well, you, I, you can't be grateful for what you have, but still strive for something more. Like that's the same perfection argument you just made. Yeah. You can be grateful for everything you have, but still look forward to maybe having something that's a little different. Yeah. I, I don't think focusing those all your not- thought energy on material things, but saying, no, no, I, I was grateful for all the other things before, but all I'm thinking about is this next thing that I want. I think that, yeah. I'm with Elsie on that one too. Yeah, there, it did seem like a lot money. of perpetual. All right, I've gotten this. Now, what do I? What am I going to manifest next? I've gotten this. What am I going to manifest next? And yeah, in that way, I um, it does feel like you're constantly just wanting more. And for me, I want like I want to be filled up more internally. But here's I will tell you that if I had a limitless supply of money. I would do so many fucking good things with that. I I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to close the loop on that. It, it is. Money can be. Well, I guess they say it's the root of all evil, right? But it's pro- it could be the root of all good as well. I think there is an amount at which if you're if you're below a certain amount, you're not you're not meeting your basic needs. And then like Becky was saying earlier, you can't give if you're not if you're not filling yourself up. There's nothing to give. You can only give what you have. So if your basic needs aren't being met, then it's difficult to give, regardless of what that need is. And for me, that ties back in the the materialistic focus and the perfection focus that we're having the debate between. That that kind of circled back around to your self love. You have to have self-loved and you are perfect as you are now you are perfect and you can be better and you can be you have to love yourself for who you are now not to say that you are staying in a static state and always going to be better going to you know you're you're always going to be in this stasis you have to love yourself you have to be comfortable with yourself and it is not always about manifesting. There was a spot in, I can't find the quote, but there was a place in the book and it said, there are so many people who have manifested, they have plenty of money, but they are so empty in relationships and spirituality. 
having wealth and she does she does define that in here it's wealth by her definition is spiritual material relationships gratitude so that is what she did explain as her definition of wealth um and you know like you were saying about the manifesting more and more material stuff Tracy, there's days that I wake up and I can't think of anything else that I need or want because right now I'm, I'm good. I have everything I need, but, yeah, I, wanna same. Up, but I want a good night's sleep and I want to wake up energetic and excited the next day and ready to go and be super productive. And that's where I put my energy. So power. I want a better, I want a better pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're manifesting this week, TC? No, no, I did come up with what I'm <laughs> manifesting. It's a little bit more challenging, but I do. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever stayed. I'm totally off topic now, but if you've ever stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, yeah, they have the best pillows ever. <laughs> and so, anytime we stay there, we just look forward to the pillows, and and you can buy those. I was going to say, they probably tell you where you can buy those pillows. A lot of those hotels will be like, if you love our pillow, please don't steal it. But this is where you can buy it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that a commercial or a tagline? No, I don't know. You only think I that because I used my commercial voice. You know what, Elsie? <laughs> maybe maybe we'll make money off of this episode because of Ver Hodge's commercial just now and my commercial for Holiday and hey. <laughs> So we can manifest. Um, so I did finally find the quote a while back about uh, illnesses. Okay, let's On page it. 132, you cannot catch anything unless you think you can, and thinking you can is inviting it to you with your thoughts. Which goes back to what Annie was saying about the kids. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet, so I haven't had a chance to be. We should about totally that. have like a fifty-person party, and as long as everybody comes in and says that they aren't going to get COVID, no one will get COVID. Well, and that was I wrote COVID on the book actually. <laughs> you see all these people running around thinking this thing doesn't exist, and they still get it. So then, how does that work? Yeah, but to your Rhonda. To your point, so on that same page, let's say two people, both stricken with something, but one chooses to focus on joy and one, and the second uh, focuses on the disease, the pain, the woe is me. My mom just had the knee replacement surgery. We just had this conversation where everybody, doctors included, mindset is 90% of the recovery. She uh -huh. went in with a super Absolutely mindset. And she came out literally dancing and is doing amazing. And so uh, my, there's my a lot doctor, to do with that. Sorry. My doctor prescribes me an antidepressant. And he told me this really only works if you're also in therapy. An antidepressant works with talk therapy. I'm like, okay, awesome. I mean, I'm a huge believer in therapy, so that's fine. Um Oh gosh, I had another example. Somebody, somebody, cut me off. There are a lot of good things in this book, but the things that are bad are really bad, like victim blaming and calories don't exist, and you can only get that sick thing? and your thought. And the fact, like, 
that all needs to go. <laughs> That's totally negative. Yeah, I all right. So I will tell you that reading the first portion of this book, I thought, well, where is my call to action? Like they're telling me to manifest like I really am like super broke right now. So do I just imagine checks showing up? <laughs> like, I don't, why would anybody send me a check? That's like, what he says. I know. Imagine so, your bills as checks. So then I was like, so I'm reading this and I was like, I just really love making those journals that I made for people for Christmas presents. So I reached out to Mark's sister and I asked her to check with a local shop up there that they, they sell um, artisan goods. They don't sell any journals. They don't have any. I was looking to buy some handmade journals, so I ended up making it myself. I asked her to check with that shop the next time she's in there to see if they have any interest in selling my journals. That could manifest into something. But reading the book sparked me into that action because I was wondering, where's the call to action? So I, I don't know. That that part was a little weird to me. Maybe I haven't gotten there yet. She does say in part of the book that sometimes there are actions that will... Like, there's a part of the book where it talks about how if you, shut, I can't think of the word, like, uh, if you have this intuitive feeling that you should do something, you need to follow that feeling because that's going to lead you to something. Yeah. There are parts of the book where it basically says, imagine your hands around the steering wheel of a car and your car will, okay, I do actually have a story about a car that manifested itself for me twice in my life, but, um, I don't think it's always that simple. I think there are times it's that simple. And I'll tell you that I've lived most of my life with the complete and total belief that if I'm hit with an expense, I will also be hit with uh, money. And it's always happened. I am always hit with money when I'm hit with an expense. And do I think that happens for everyone? No. That's part of the secret, Annie. Tracy, I just want to know when I become an expense. For me? For you. Never. You're, you're no, no. Like the money. I what do you mean? be an expense so that you have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a different episode. <laughs> and I will not be your pimp daddy for this. <laughs> Where were you going with that? Oh, I just want her to send me money. That's, <laughs> all, that's literally all I was doing. That's where I was going. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll give you my address later, too. Manifest money for her. I mean, when I decided to move here, I made that decision without oh a God. job. You didn't even have a fucking place to live. You did I didn't have a until place you to got live. here. Right. Or a job. And when I, when I got my job, it wasn't really making enough to take care of myself. And... It seemed like the job that I wanted wasn't a possibility because the person who had it had been in that job for a very long time and wasn't at all interested in leaving. And then she, she, didn't, did. get her, she didn't get her way and she left. She just left. And I, I don't know. I mean, there's no, there's no real explanation for that turn of events. But I certainly believed that if I moved here, it would happen. Something would happen. And it has. I don't know. I remember when you left, you left like three years earlier than planned. And I was devastated, Suds and fellow sirens. I don't know if you know this, but Tracy and I have like some weird internal um, 
soulmate connection. And when she left three years early, I was literally devastated. And she was like, look, Mer, I don't want to tell you. The universe is pushing me there. <laughs> I got to go. She left us. Do you remember why? What she did, she left us all the edict that you were not, we were not allowed to leave you, let you go. You had to become part of our group and we were not allowed to let you stop being a diver. And where has that led us? To this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful every day for that. You guys are some of the best friends I have in my life. And it's so funny because it was that connection that brought me back to you all, right? Like I reached out to Mer and said, I want to reconnect with everyone. And then she made it happen. <laughs> Are you regretting that yet now that I'm pooping on you? <laughs> Absolutely. Not at all. Gosh, she could never regret she could never regret it. You're the best, Annie, and so are you, Elsie. Oh, everybody's Annie, move, the best. Move your head, Annie, a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh cocktail kitty. kitty. He's so handsome. He's so handsome. They're calling you handsome. Come here. I can't do that, you guys. He's I like <laughs> Just long enough to take pictures. So why haven't you sent us these pictures yet? Yeah. I've been busy. Excuses, that's what I'm hearing. I I need it because then I can make it the picture for the question of the week so the suds can answer last week's question because nobody's answered it yet. Hint hint, (laughs) wink wink, suds answer our question from last week. Also, I need to post pictures of my wrapping paper still. Yes! Swear to God. The girls this year, they were like, seriously, Mom, haven't we had this wrapping paper for like eight years? (laughs) I was like, "Uh, yeah. Six, but yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Did you use the whole roll? What was the question about the roll? Did you finish it this year? Oh, no. No. (laughs) I, I... I'm telling you, there are at least five more Christmases. I know I said last week that there will probably be ten more, but there are at least five more Christmases left on this roll of wrapping paper. I will post a picture of it in the uh, social medias. Your I'll girls do that. just need to ask for something giant for the next Christmas just to make you use it up. A car. I want to see you wrap a car. <laughs> yes. I could wrap a car with what I have left. I could do it. <laughs> I need you to visualize it, and it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Kenzie does turn 16 this year. I Uh-oh. cannot no. believe that. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. See, now, so now her fashion sense has outgrown mine. I remember when we would show up, and they were like nine and what, eight, <laughs> and they, I would be dressed identical to them. I'm like, I have the fashion sense of a nine-year-old. Now they're going to be dressed like more of an adult than me. No, you guys probably dress more similarly these days. They, they both like to wear like, um, stretchy pants or shorts, like the, uh, shorts, like the athletic shorts and hoodies and t-shirts and stuff. We go. Yeah. So there you go. Exactly. That's what they look like. <laughs> exactly it you're totally a visco girl right now visco do you have a scrunchie no no damn got the visor and the sea turtle i know she does have the visor i love it (laughs) so do we have a question of the week this week or are we going to give a challenge to the suds to try to manifest something well we were all gonna say what we were gonna manifest and i was gonna say 
because I feel like I have to say this. Otherwise, I'm going to regret it. Um, that I agree that this wasn't a secret. And it is exactly like the dynamic Catholic prayer process. Oh, I don't know. Visualization. But and all that information is free. So <laughs> not trying to sell anybody on anything. <laughs> What is it called? The dynamic prayer process? Dynamic Catholic prayer process. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Neither, but I'm going to look it up. So that's, that's something I learned just very recently at my retreat. And I feel much happier um, since learning about that and practicing it. So I will say it is not a secret. And every. Everything is in God's perfect timing and happens for a reason. And I got to say that. But there's that. <laughs> what was last week's question that we didn't answer? Holiday traditions, old and new. Yes. Oh. We answered them in our podcast, but we didn't answer them on the socials yet. So we need to do that. Yes. And then this week, we're all challenging each other to manifest something. Yes. So, um, I, I had a weird thought, so I'm going to write it down and I'm going to say it when it's my turn. Are we going to go in alphabetical order? <laughs> I mean, Sandy's first. <laughs> Annie, what are you going to manifest? <laughs> I cannot give this a solid try, ladies, uh, because part of it is believing um, so I am just going to continue having a very positive attitude and work to really kind of regulate my internal thoughts to make sure I'm always focusing on the positive, but with no specific goal in mind. A million dollars. That'd be great. Um, otherwise, <laughs> good. How You're not going to, you are the scientist. Aren't you going to try and put this into practice and see if it works? You manifest a million dollars. You just remember who your besties are. Okay, right. if I manifest a million dollars next week, I will not be talking to you guys. No. <laughs> hey, just remember who challenged you to read the secret. That's right. We <laughs> we joke every week that Annie's not going to talk to us the next. <laughs> it was literally in the last podcast. <laughs> I will Becky. update you next week. Awesome. Fair enough. I'm, oh, I am um, excited to, for you to get that million. I am too. <laughs> Becky, what are you yeah. going to manifest? I was going to go more practically. Uh, I recently found out my new insurance company offers a reward program where they pay us money if we meet business goals. And I got a new fitness tracker for Christmas, and it's not available or compatible with their program. So I reached out to them, and they said that more options would become available in 2021, which is next week. So I am expecting that to happen this week so I can get more money into my HSA for meeting fitness goals, which is also a fitness goal or a goal of 2020. One, 2021. So okay. what about you, Jess? Um, I will just stick with the positive thoughts and, uh, million dollars. my way to Hawaii. Yeah. Your, your silence in Annie's verbosity. I was, I was going to say verbose, but you know, you were very chatty tonight, Annie. I love it. Jess, yeah. Jess has been manifesting your silence for you. Thank yeah. you, Jess. 
LC, what are you going to try to manifest? <laughs> what was the last part, Jess? I'm just focusing on positive. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jess. I was waiting for Jess to be like, what was in the book? It was not in the movie. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to see that movie now. All right, so I want to manifest my first paying gig as a drone photographer with JL Aerial Views. Exposure to new heights. <laughs> oh, that's a fun tagline. Thank you. It was better than the other ones we had. <laughs> I thought you had your first paying paid gig already. We had six volunteer. I guess is it volunteer? We had we did six, um, and including my dad, that makes seven. Um, we took pictures of people's houses with their Christmas lights, and we did oh, that for free. Fun. Oh, so trying funny. to get our name out there. Um, so I was kind of surprised. We had seven people that were interested. And now I'd like to manifest that into a paying, paying thing next week. That's awesome. I, I want that to happen for you. That's going to be great. I am manifesting a strawberry rhubarb pie. Yeah, Tracy, you can shake your fucking head all you want. <laughs> That's, I didn't know what I wanted. And while we were talking about manifesting something, I decided I wanted a strawberry rhubarb pie that I don't have to make. So I'm manifesting that. I, I've never even heard of that pie. <laughs> I've never had one either. What is rhubarb? What does that even mean? So rhubarb, it looks like celery, but it's red. And um, the top of portion of it is toxic I think but the stalks of it are very tart so if you cook rhubarb with strawberries and sugar it is the most delicious flavor combination it's like sweet and tart and my favorite pie how am, I not, how am I not surprised that Merhaj loves something that's toxic if eaten the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Tracy, what about you? I want to manifest, I'm going to manifest a job writing. Oh, yeah, okay. And it can look however it wants to look. I want to have a job writing. Tracy, will you please write something for me to record? <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. Um, Mary Hodge. Oh, I didn't watch that video, but I am excited to record whatever you want me to record, Elsie. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm happy to do it. I'm excited to do it. Yay. Send me a well, script, girl. <laughs> um, so what about our suds? I don't think we ever really decided. Are we doing a question of the week? Are we going to challenge them to manifest something? Are we going to challenge them to watch or read The Secret or just if they've already done so, give us their mm -hmm. opinions? Elsie's like, no, I'm not going to recommend anybody. But I, I know. I, I'm afraid <laughs> to challenge them to read The Secret because that, that buys into Annie's uh, oh, marketing yeah. scheme theory. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not do that then. Stop it, guys. I'll tell you what. Well, we did talk about this earlier. I said, I'll tell you what. I don't yeah. know where that came we from. We said we were going to challenge them to uh, manifest. 
All right. Or I thought we were, we had talked about, um, if you don't want to manifest something, then we challenge you to tell us something you're grateful for. So either manifest something. Should we make? Go ahead, Elsie. Let's say, should we make Annie and Jess tell us what they're thankful for since they're not manifesting anything? We should. Annie, what are you thankful for? Oh, Jess, what are you thankful for? (laughs) Um, I am thankful to be on my first vacation of this year. Woohoo! It's a long time. That is fantastic. (laughs) I am on vacation this week and I am. I mean, I spent three hours at the BMV today. That wasn't so fun, but the rest of the week I have nothing planned. So. Nice. nice, nice. And Annie, what are you grateful for? Uh, I am grateful that Oliver, my kitten's eye, is healing after a week of me thinking that it wasn't. So I didn't manifest that. <laughs> Saying, um, but my little cocktail kitty, because he's wearing his little cone like a little cocktail glass um he yep he's healing we're looking like it's on the end of having to put goop in his eye three times a day so he will be a much happier kitten at the end of it oh nice okay so i guess our challenge to our suds is to manifest something in your life report back to us about that and or tell us what you're grateful for in your life because We'd love to hear about the things that you're grateful for. So just respond to our posts on social media in the comments, and we can't wait to hear from you. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Yay! Yay! You've been listening to another episode of Siren Soapbox. Before you go, please show your support by subscribing and leaving an honest review for the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay connected to the Sirens on Facebook at Siren Soapbox. And if you haven't already, tell your community about the Siren Soapbox so they can join this thriving sisterhood too. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.